T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey guys, it's Ross Tucker from Home and Home. Thanks for listening to our podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let's talk about it all with the legendary head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Bob Stoops, the author of the new book, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. Coach Stoops, great to see you. Dave Briggs, Ross Tucker. The book is outstanding. Um, a lot of takeaways in terms of if you are a young head coach and what you can learn, as well as other people starting in their profession, what they might need to grind it out. But me, as a husband coach, a lot of credit in this book and throughout this book to your wife and what she's meant for your journey. Tell me about that. Yeah, Dave, she, she's a great leader. Um, no one knows you uh, better than your wife. Uh, you know, so she she's given good advice and uh, she's been great counsel through the years. Uh, you know, she was uh, also a very successful, uh, she was a national sales director with Mary Kay Cosmetics. She had a big team of people that, that worked with her. She was a great leader, um, you know, so she also understands leadership and what it takes to be successful. So just through the years, it was, um, you know, uh, she was good counsel. You know, anytime I really had a hard time, she's the first one that, you know, you, I, you know, I talked it over with. Coach, I don't know if it's in the book or not. And I, I can't remember if I heard you telling the story or I read it somewhere, but you were talking about your father and the impact also that uh, he had on your life as well as the DeBartolo family uh, when you could go so that your family could go to the Rose Bowl when you played. And I was hoping you could relay that story because I don't think I caught all of it, but it sounded really cool. Yeah, my junior year at Iowa, uh, after 17, 18 years of losing seasons, um, you know, we were co-champs uh, of the Big Ten and they're going to play in the Rose Bowl. Uh, so I was a junior. My brother, Mike, uh, was my backup at safety and he's a redshirt freshman. And my dad's just, a, you know, my dad's a teacher and a coach in high school. And we have a big family. You know, I'm, I'm one of six kids. And so he's just trying with my mother, who all is going to be able to go to the Rose Bowl game. And of course, Eddie DeBartolo Jr. calls him right away, who's a, who is a good friend of my dad's and went to school at our high school. And he just told my dad, listen, he, he didn't want my dad arguing with him. He, he's going to send out whoever. Uh, Eddie was going to take care of whoever wanted to go to the game uh, of my family, even my extended family. Whoever wanted to go, he was going to fly them out, put them up in a room and take care of it all. And just wanted my dad to feel at ease that not, you don't have to worry about who all can make it and what you can afford. As I mentioned, so many stories about your rise throughout the coaching ranks, what it takes to grind throughout this profession, some great stories about the characters you've, you've worked with. Um, but it's certainly a, a lot of lessons there for people to take away as, as they talk about this coaching profession. I can't help but wonder, what is life like now once football, once you're not coaching, what are you doing now? Are you appreciating it more or do you miss those sidelines? Oh, you miss the sidelines terribly. Uh, there's there's no getting around that. Um, I said the, the first year was incredibly awful. The second year was just awful. Now I'm on the third <laughs> year and <laughs> and little by little it's become easier. But it, it's hard, it, you know, when that's what you've done your whole life is – has been on a sideline and out there competing and you miss that challenge. You miss the fight of it all. Uh, there's no getting around that, but, uh, you know, this new, uh, you know, situation, this new opportunity for, with the XFL 
uh, uh, teams. I'm going to coach the Dallas Renegades. I think is going to fuel that fire a little bit. Give me, give me that, uh, you know, being on the sideline again, an opportunity to, you know, to be in some competition. So, uh, anyway, it, it, it's, it was hard, you know, but I'm, I'm working on it. And I think this new adventure is going to be exciting and fun. Coach, I want to ask you about the XFL in a little bit, but I want you to refresh my memory. I know you, you I'm sure you answered all the questions when you decided to step down in Oklahoma, but can you refresh my memory on, on why you did step down, especially knowing, you know, how good of a team you were supposed to have that year? Yeah, there, there was no one particular reason. It, it just, after 18 years and we were, you know, we had had a lot of success. I, I had just felt I had run my course at Oklahoma. I had, I said it, I had run my race. I felt f- fulfilled. Um, I was sort of completed what I w- was going to do at Oklahoma after 18 years. And uh, I know everyone kept saying, you know, wait for the shoe to drop. There's something wrong. As you've seen, there was nothing wrong. It was just, as I said, I I was just ready for my own time, my own space. And I had done my deal at Oklahoma. And uh, I knew I had the right guy in place with Lincoln Riley, ready to take over and continue to push the program forward. Um, So anyway, um, I just uh, didn't want to miss the right time. Uh, And so I stepped out. I I was aware that I had a very mature and uh, mature team and experienced team that could handle it. And the transition would be really smooth. And it, it, it happened that way. So, uh, uh, again, I, I just uh, was ready to, to see what else, uh, you know, in this this life, what, what else would come. And uh, so I'm, I'm still working on it. Well, it says a lot about you, Coach, for sure, that you went ahead and, and did that and gave the team to Lincoln Riley when you knew you'd have a good team like that. I'm curious. You know, they're off to another unbelievable start. People are talking about Jalen Hurts for the Heisman. You know, maybe it's thir- three straight years for the Heisman OU quarterback. At what point, Coach, do we wonder, is it really that these quarterbacks are that good and deserving of the Heisman or is it more Lincoln Riley's system I mean if, if nine years from now they're OU is going for their 12th consecutive Heisman winner I think it might be Lincoln Riley more than the actual kids well let me tell you this if you and I were in that court uh, in that quarterback room and we were the quarterbacks you wouldn't be up for the Heisman <laughs> so nor, nor nor would I so uh, uh I think it's both. I, I think uh, the, those players are incredibly talented. The last two are the very first pick in the draft. Uh, they're not picking them the first, you know, the first player in the draft. The last two, if if they don't have the arm strength, uh, the intelligence, uh, all the uh, the great athletic skills that they have, uh, they would the, the NFL teams would realize it's an, it's Lincoln Riley's system, not the talent, but. It's both. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from Coach Riley because he is great at playing to the quarterback strengths and has a great quarterback friendly system. But uh, those guys are all talented, as is Jalen Hurts. He he throws a great football. He can run with it. He, he got a great arm. So so anyway, I think it's the talent going with Lincoln Riley's system. One of those quarterbacks, and we're talking with Bob Stoops, won a national championship, of course, at Oklahoma. Ten Big 12 titles is now the author of No Excuses, the making of a head coach. One of those players to win the Heisman is a guy named Baker Mayfield who walked on to Oklahoma when you were there and when you were loaded at the quarterback position, didn't necessarily need Baker. What impressed you? What are your memories about the personality and the swagger of this young man that said to you, yeah, we want, we need this kid? Well, he just came to a, uh, he just enrolled in school and came to our first team meeting in the second semester after our redshirt freshman quarterback was just named the MVP of the Sugar Bowl and beat Alabama. You know, that tells you all you need to know about Baker Mayfield. Most people are looking to transfer somewhere where they don't have a quarterback or they just lost a senior quarterback and there's no one else there ready to play. He, he, he goes and comes to us when we had a redshirt freshman just had a great year 
So that that's him. Uh, the guy, the, the swagger's natural. Complete competitor in every way. And uh, he's incredibly talented to have that, uh, to go with that kind of attitude. So he's a special guy. And uh, as he continues on in the NFL, he'll continue to have success. Well, Coach, speaking of success, obviously your successor, Lincoln Riley, has had a ton of success. We talk NFL a lot on this show, and we already get people who are wondering which team is going to get or try to get Lincoln Riley to be their head coach after this year. I guess I'm just curious, what would you say to Lincoln if he called you? Maybe he already has and was debating between staying at, at, at OU or taking one of these NFL jobs he's sure to be offered after the season? Well, I, I think it's everybody's individual choice. I, I don't know that all those NFL jobs, you know, at least half of them may, may not be as good as the job he has. Um, some of those pe- people in the NFL might want to be the head coach at Oklahoma. So at the end of the day, I think he's excited and happy and fulfilled with what he's doing. Family and, and a great wife. To, so it's always, too, a family decision on, uh, you know, how you want to work and how you want to live. And let's face it, he's making six and a half million dollars. What's wrong with what he's doing? So why <laughs> what, NFL is doesn't I get it's the elite of football, but that doesn't mean the job's always better. So at the end of the day, I, I'm not so sure he he's he's in a great situation, making great money, ha, you know, living a great life and uh, loves what he does. Coaching for Oklahoma, uh, working with players this age, he, he's done it in a great way. So uh, I don't I don't know why he's got to leave. Can't help but wonder if he ever gets that offer to join you in that city of Dallas with the star on the side of their helmet, but we'll move on. Coach, who's the best player you ever coached? <laughs> no, that's impossible. I have been so lucky, so blessed to have had so many great players, uh, you know, on different, on each side of the ball. That that would be impossible. You know, you, uh, I could go on and on about what I've had. So uh, I, I couldn't say Coach, you know, obviously one of the big topics this week has been this California Act, fair pay for play. I know you got uh, a bunch of California kids when you were at OU, guys like Kenny Stills and Tony Jefferson, although this rule would be for the California colleges. We're going to talk about that um, after we let you go here. And I just wanted to get your take, your opinion on this fair pay to play stuff and how you see it playing out in college athletics. Well, my big concern about it would be just the, uh, you know, the opportunity to recruit, um, you know, the, the imbalance in recruiting. Uh, if it ever creates an imbalance, we're all done. Uh, you know, who knows where this would lead uh, from there. Uh, so that's that's the one part, being a former coach and part of it. You want you all want to be on the same playing field when it comes to recruiting. Uh, and, you know, developing your team uh, through recruiting. And and soon as that is not the case, then uh, something has to be done uh, to correct it. But do you think players deserve to make money off their name, image, or likeness? Yes or no? Yeah, to, to whatever degree, yes. Uh, and, they, and they already are. Um, you know, players are given money, you know, on for, for weekends, for travel home. Yeah, the system's already better than it was five, ten years ago uh, by a long shot. Uh, now, how you keep making it better, I, I think it just needs to be equitable. It, need, it needs to be the same for everybody. And um, and let's, you know, you know, we, re, we do reinvest all this money in, in the players and in the facilities, dorm rooms, uh, training facilities, meal money. Uh, you know, snacks you know, throughout the day. Uh, so a lot of it is coming back to them. You know, how you how you make it fair, you know, for everybody is going to be the tricky part of it. Um, you know, so so we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, uh, you know, it's there's a there's a lot of I think side streets uh, to this avenue they're going down to that really I think need to be looked at and uh, thought through. 
All right, having a little bit of an issue on the Skype shot there. Wish we could talk to you all day. Coach Bob Stooks, Oklahoma Sooners, 10 Big 12 titles, national championship, the author of the book, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. Up next, he goes to the XFL, GM, head coach of the Renegades. Best of luck with that and the book, sir. Thank you. Thanks, David Ross. Thanks for having me. Now is the time in the show where I tell you about my good buddy, Dylan Miskowitz. And more importantly, I tell you about ZipRecruiter and his wonderful experience with ZipRecruiter. Cafe El Toro COO Dylan Miskowitz experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com enter. That's ziprecruiter.com E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey guys, it's Ross Tucker from Home and Home. Thanks for listening to our podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm fired up. You are fired up. We're all jacked and ready to run through walls. That was our good friend, Lane Bridges, who joins us now. Uh, He's a football player for the Eastland Mavericks. Lane, thanks for hanging out with us. It's Dave and Ross. Where did you learn to give inspirational speeches like that? It's really all the videos I watched of a bunch of people giving inspirational speeches, and they fired me up to go fire more people up. I love it, Lane. So give me give me names of some of the people that you've seen give speeches, whether it's 
real people or from movies or whatever, because I can tell you've seen a bunch to be able to be that polished. I got to say it's either Nick Saban or Ray Lewis. Oh, Nick Saban and Ray Lewis. That is very interesting. All right, so being in Eastland, Texas, who who are your teams, Lane? Uh, well, we only really have one team, but but like um, we have uh, we have um, uh, we have our varsity team. Well, we have a varsity team. We have our middle school team. We have our youth team. We have our high school team. That's basically all we have. Awesome. And then, who's your favorite college team or NFL team? Uh, I gotta say. For NFL, it's the Atlanta Falcons, and for college, it's uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Wow, awesome. why, why so Georgia? Why so Georgia focused from a Texas kid? Well, really, it's because most of our family comes from Georgia, and my dad was raised there, so we kind of learned how to be a Georgia fan. That is outstanding. So that video that we played has been viewed like 3 million times on social media. Some guy named Tom Brady apparently liked the video on Instagram. Has this made you a rock star? You're about to do drop off at school. When you have 2 million views on Instagram, how does it change the way uh, everybody looks and talks about you at school? Uh, it's mainly the, it's mainly that kids, um, start wanting to be my friends. They start wanting to talk to me. Nice. I hear, well, here, here's a question, Lane. How, how often do you do this? Like how often do you it, give these speeches? Do you give these speeches to your team before every game? Not every game, but like sometimes I give speeches to them, like a little type. Like a little, like for games, I do it. But not like the whole entire season, I give it to them. But. That's awesome. So I heard you say you could go to New England and beat them in the snow. Now, this quarterback you've probably heard of that I mentioned, Tom Brady, he liked your video on Instagram. People are starting to kind of doubt him that maybe he's getting a little too old. Maybe their offense isn't very good. If you had kind of a, an inspirational message for Tom Brady, what would you say to him? I would say, even though that you're old doesn't mean that you can't get back up because he is a great quarterback, and if he keeps doing what he's doing, then he'll be really good. Lane, let's talk football, bro. What uh, what position do you play? Uh, I play safety. Um, I play I play linebacker. I play wide receiver, and sometimes I play running back. And how long have you been playing? About since first grade. Awesome. All right. So do you like playing better or do you like firing up your teammates and giving speeches better? I got to say it's both because if you speak, if you give them a speech, then you really help them win the game. And you did help them win that game because the Mavericks did go on to win that game. And your mom is there. Courtney, if you can hear us, about to drop the kids off at school. From watching the video, it looks like Lane standing up is about the same height as a lot of the kids listening to that speech on one knee. Um, how does that fuel your son? Where does he get these, um, just this fire and the inspiration? Uh, I would have to say he's been that way since he was born. He's very, um, he's very motivated and he's very spunky and he has been that way his whole life. So this firing up and this screaming and yelling and pumping everybody up is totally him. It fits him perfectly. All right. So Lane, here's my question. Are you, what are you going to do with this man? Cause you have a gift, you have a talent. So I do some motivational speaking. Are you going to end up being a motivational speaker or are you going to be a football coach or do you want to do something else? I really want to be an architect, but if I have time, maybe I can become a coach. All right. So an architect slash coach on the side when you have some free time. Yes, sir. Yep, that, I, I like it. 
I love it. I understand your favorite um, piece of architecture is the London Eye. That is pretty incredible for a 10-year-old. Um, I also understand you are on TV in London and may soon go there to visit. Is that the coolest part of this experience or what's been the best part of being a an internet superstar? It's really the opportunity to speak to all these people, to have this great opportunity to travel places and to speak and meet all these cool, awesome uh, people. Awesome. Lane, um, I got to know, man, you, you mentioned your two positions. What do you like better, offense or defense? Maybe offense, but I really like defense because without defense, you can't have offense. I love that. That is a great point. A lot of days, Lane, me and Ross, you know, we're struggling. We need a little motivation. We need a little inspiration. I've had like seven cups of coffee and still doesn't quite get me going. So we want to thank you for a video you shared that uh, we're going to throw to now where you're giving us a little morning inspiration for here on Home and Home. Let's listen to that. Ross and Dave, you got to show America, what it's like to be an amazing sports journalist. You gotta show them what it's like to be to have your job. You gotta do the best news anchor of your life because if you do that, then you will have the recommendation that you always wanted. But no pressure, but you can do it because I believe in you. I believe in so much, and if you put your mind to it, you can do it. So go out there and try. Just try. I got to admit, I was doubting myself a little bit. That changed everything. I'm going to watch that every morning. And back to mom real quick, Courtney, if you can weigh in. Does he inspire you each and every day? I would love that if I woke up and got a fire-up speech from my 10-year-old son. Uh, he doesn't do speeches every day, but he definitely <laughs> always looks at the positive in everything. So that's not really my strong suit, but it's definitely his strong suit because he is always – positive or he always has like he can always see the silver lining in any situation so lane i want to i want to go to the shirt that you were wearing when you gave when you recorded that motivational speech for dave and i which by the way was great he's more the news anchor i'm just a sports <laughs> journalist by the way he's the fancy cnn guy but i think you were wearing a shirt that said I, I determinated, or what, what does the shirt say? Tell me about the Longhorn shirt. Well, it actually says hashtag determinated, and it has a Maverick, our school logo. I love it. And, wh and why do you have that shirt, and who made it for you? Uh, it was one of our friends who owns a shirt, uh, kind of like a shirt shop. shop. That awesome. is outstanding. So last right, question so, for you. Oh, go ahead, go Ross. Ahead, go ahead. No, you got it. My last question for you, buddy, is what's the one NFL player you want to meet and why? It's probably got to be Julio Jones because he's always amazing on the field, and I've always loved to try to communicate with him. I love that, Lane. I love that. You know what else I love, Lane? I, too, like giving motivational speeches. And I know that you're probably getting a little bit tired of all the attention. And your mom, Courtney, I know, Courtney, you're tired of all the emails and the phone calls. And Cole, your brother, is probably getting a little bit annoyed with all the attention. Well, let me tell you this, Lane. You and your family are special people. And even though you're tired and maybe you're sick of it, you got to push through. You got to keep pushing through because you are the most unique 10-year-old I've ever met. You are a great motivational speaker. This is cool for your mom. It's cool for you. It's cool for your brother, Cole. It's cool for all of Eastland. You are putting Eastland, Texas on the map. So we're not going to be tired. We're not going to get stressed out. We're going to keep pushing through. We are determinated to keep pushing this through. People want to keep talking to you. You keep talking to them because you are putting Eastland, Texas on the map, Lane. 
Well, I got to say, that was a really good inspirational speech. <laughs> Thank you very much. I tried. Thank you. Yeah, not as good as yours, though, Lane. Not as good as yours, my friend. He's good. He's not as good as you. Lane, it's been a pleasure. Courtney, it's been a pleasure. I know your brother is there hanging out as well before you drop off. So hello to Cole as well. Enjoy all of this fun. It's been a real pleasure to have all of you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and Lane, make sure, make, make sure, Lane, if you can still hear me, take advantage of school lunch, bro. You'll, you'll, you'll miss that when you're done. Chicken nugget day, pizza day. Do you guys have shepherd's pie? I used to love shepherd's pie. Don't, don't, don't take for granted school lunch. <laughs> He's going to take that advice. That kid is spectacular. How determinated are you now, man? I'm determinated. And I love the fact that it's determined plus terminator and it's combined, and he's got a shirt that says it, Determinated. It's awesome, though. I mean, it's really, like, that. the original video is just so cool, so precious, oh. and something he'll have forever. And, you know, it's amazing. You know, for 10-year-olds, they were all enthralled. I mean, they were all locked in. You know, it's like, so a lot of times I go to these events for my daughters and you can't get them all to pay attention or care or whatever. Wow. They, they were focused. I mean, they, they were really, they were really locked yeah. in on that. I love it, man. We determinated is now part of the, the lingo here on home and home. Cody Decker here from swings and misses the radio.com sports original here to talk to you about for 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. I'm 32 years old and I've been taking hymns for about three and a half months and I'm getting incredible results. My hairline's coming back thicker and fuller than it has in years. Even frosty has grown his hair back this winter for There are no snake oil pills or gas station over the counter supplements or prescription solutions backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines for connects you with real doctors online, which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. You answer a few quick questions, the doctor will review and they'll determine whether or not Hims is right for you. This holiday season, let it grow, let it grow, let it grow with Hims. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash swings. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash swing. Prescription products are subject to doctor's approval and require online consultation with a physician who will determine if the prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost you hundreds you went to a doctor pharmacy in person member for slash swings we know hiring's not easy we know it's a challenge that's why you gotta do what my guy dylan did cafe el toro coo dylan miskowitz experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company but then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference and you can, too, by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com enter. That's ziprecruiter.com E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Hey guys, it's Ross Tucker from Home and Home. Thanks for listening to our podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
Tackle football is really a man's game. And it's incredibly dangerous to the developing brain. We're trying to tell that story to parents through science. Turbo's on three. One, two, three, turbo! Right now we are shooting a 30 second video called Where There's Smoke. It is a controversial concept, but we now have the data that shows that playing youth tackle football and developing CT is correlated in a very similar way to smoking and developing lung cancer. Chris Nowinski, co-founder and CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Trying to help parents visualize that those two things are equally bad. Letting your kids smoke and letting your kid play tackle football are both bad ideas. The one variable that really seems to be driving your risk of CT is how many years you play. That's part of the new Tackle Can Wait campaign from the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Tackle can wait how long? How long should you have to wait? Some stunning new research on CTE and the effects of playing tackle football when you are young. Let's talk about it with the CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, the author of Head Games, The Global Concussion Crisis. He's Chris Nowinski. Chris, great to have you here on Home and Home. It's Dave Briggs. It's Ross Tucker. Some stunning new research on the impact of playing tackle football when you are young. Tell us about the key findings of this research. So the key finding is we looked at the brains of 266 former football players who passed away, of which most of them had CTE, but not all of them. We tried to figure out what was driving their risk of CTE. And through advanced statistical analysis, it was very clear that those who had longer careers playing tackle football were far more likely to develop CTE. And in fact, the risk goes up 30% per year, meaning your odds of developing CT double every 2.6 years. And so that's the finding from the study and what the Concussion Legacy Foundation is trying to apply that to is, okay, well, how do you solve that problem? How do you shorten careers to prevent future CT cases among football players? the logical thing to do would be to start later because those years when you're young aren't nearly as important or valuable. Chris, uh, without getting too deep into the weeds, just talk to me about, yeah. about the math and the science and how you came up with those numbers of knowing, you know, because I've watched the entire PSA. It's a terrific job, but actually knowing each year from when you start how much it increases your odds. So we interview every family member to get their uh, football history. And then, you know, the, the analysis saying that 30, your risk increases 30% per year is, is a relatively simple analysis. What we also did, though, was there's always a concern and an awareness that brain bank samples might be biased, right? Not everybody has the same incentive to donate a brain, so you're more likely to get CT cases or you might be more likely to get people who had longer careers. So we ran some simulations around that. Inverse probability weighting, I'm sorry I got in the weeds there, but the point is that even if people with CT are 50 times more likely to give us their brain, the results still hold. So these results are remarkably robust. The relationship between, you know, th there's also just a scientific term called a p-value that helps you appreciate, is your could your finding be due to randomness? Is the, the fact that each year football increases your odds of CT random? The odds that this is random are four in a billion. This relationship is very real. This might be that evidence we hope can draw a line in the sand for families and say, oh, gosh, if I don't want my kid to have CTE, there is a choice I can make. Stay in flag longer. He's wicked smart. Talking to Chris Nowinski, the CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Chris, the thinking was before it was really about the number of concussions that you had over the course of your career that led to CTE later in your career. How has that thinking changed? Uh, it's it. We've done a 180 on it. I, when when I started this work, you know, and I got my concussions in 2003 when I was a WWE superstar. I, you know, and I learned about CTE. Everyone talked about concussions being related to CTE. And I was like, darn, I've had a lot of concussions. But the more we look at the data, and the, now that we have, we have over 500 brains of football players, uh, we can see that there isn't a statistical correlation between the number of concussions they were diagnosed with or the number they think they had and told their family about. But instead, it's a relationship between number of years they play, which is likely a proxy for the thousands of hits to the head they took. And that makes sense if, like, you know, Ross and I banged heads quite a bit and banged heads against each other in college. Uh, you know, if you get hit in the head a thousand times a year, 
maybe one of those causes a concussion, but the other 900, <clears throat> excuse me, 99 are damaging your brain as well. That's the finding that we're all starting to become awake to. So uh, a couple of things I guess I don't understand, Chris. Some of them I've asked you earlier, um, but how do we know that it's so bad in particular when you're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Now I'm glad I didn't play football till I was twelve, but how do we know that it's in particular bad then? And it feels like every, all the press releases I get the brains you get are usually always of NFL guys or college guys. Do we have evidence that CTE and significant CTE can come from only youth and high school football? So when you're using those terms of, of youth and high school and, and college, what we're <clears throat> realizing is that it's really just a proxy for years. So if, if we flip that for you and just say, Instead of saying NFL players, say people who played 15 or more years, which is sort of the average, right? And the question is, are, you know, if this was smoking and lung cancer, that 15-year-plus group, you'd expect to have more cases. And that one- or two-year group, you'd expect to have almost no cases of lung cancer, right? We, we sort of assume that one cigarette isn't causing this. It's the repetition of the act. And that's why this PSA and analogies is helpful in making sense of that. And so it, it, if you think about it, smoking and lung cancer, what the curve that we're finding in terms of your risk going up each year, is almost over overlays the smoking and risk curve. So it all makes sense through the lens of understanding smoking and lung cancer. When we dip down to what's worse about being young, so we have this study that says, doesn't matter what level you played or how old you were, each year appears to be so, somewhat equally bad and that risk going up 30% per year. And then we also have studies looking at those who started before 12 if they develop a brain disease, had symptoms earlier. We have another study saying those who started before 12 were more likely to deal with issues like depression and anxiety later on. And the theory there as a neuroscientist, I can tell you, is that when you hit a developing brain over and over again, you're going to change what it becomes, right? You're talking about 86 billion neurons, trillions of delicate connections. Between the ages of 8 and 13, your brain is doing magical things as your child sort of becomes an adolescent, right? Then they, the way they think changes. That's because their brain's physically changing. And so it makes sense to me that if you bash a developing brain, you might cause bigger problems down the road. So I would think today that each season when you're younger probably has more, uh, more, does more damage, but it may not increase your risk of actually developing CT any worse than any other season later on. So the new research, again, says each two and a half additional years of football played, the odds of developing CTE double. Talking to Chris Nowinski, the CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. And Chris, I started playing when I was eight, and I remember it being intense hitting right away. That's not the football game I see today. The football that's played in my town is with the big bubble practice helmets. They only do hog tackling. It's no, no head-to-head -head tackles if you are you are thrown out of the game immediately so a lot of people would say the game is so much safer today i know this won't happen to my kids it's so safe what do you say to them that's a great question um what i say is that we don't know the results of this intervention right if you play tackle football you're going to get hit in the head hundreds of times that's what all the research says even with all the modern changes and changing practice and all that if you cut the number of hits by half, the question is, are you gonna uh, significantly diminish CT risk? And now an analogy for this is the smoking industry. Again, when it became very clear the smoking causing lung cancer, the industry said, all right, we'll fix it. We're gonna put filters on those cigarettes so not all the bad stuff gets inside and we're gonna lower the tar level. And so there's not as much bad stuff in there. And yet we found out that was still causing lung cancer. And so we sort of abandoned that that was a safety change. So there's two ways to think about it. One is that you might, you maybe we can be lowering overall risk, but if that relationship of going up 30% per year probably will not change. And so you might sh shrink where you start, but it's not, you know, you roll in the dice if you start young. Because the problem with football is that if you start at five and you teach them to love the game and you teach them to be good at the game, they're going to play through at least the end of high school. That's 13 seasons. Our, our, our group that had 13 seasons or more was a very high-risk group, a very high-risk group. 
So then, Chris, getting back to my question, do you have brains of kids that only played like youth yes. football or high school football so we have a, that we end have up having CT? Yeah, sorry, we have a, we have a handful of who, who played just youth football. We ha- we're nearing a hundred who played, uh, who stopped, uh, in high didn't go beyond high school. Got it. And what did okay. you find in and, those? Yeah. So we just find a lower rate of CTE. I mean, that's that's sort of the, the finding is that you know if you, you think about your risk going up thirty percent, you know, or t- t- doubling every two and a half years, you know, they they have significantly less CT, you know, in terms of the odds of getting it. But they're still getting CT. We still have CT in teenagers. We still have CT, you know, advanced CT in people in their early 20s. So, I mean, the answer is, you know, if your kid plays, you know, you you, you want to hope that they, you know, the, the the magic of this finding is that if we said, okay, you only can play in high school, you only tackle in high school, uh, 94% of football players would never go on to play after high school. And that group would have a, a low risk of CT. We don't know what it is, but it would probably be pretty low. And then there would be a small group of people, that 6% who goes on to you know, be much more likely to develop CT, but at least they're making a choice there when they're 18 years old or older, and we can feel a little more ethically comfortable with that. So that's, I think that's the solution we all need to sort of, the industry and everyone needs to latch on to, is that it, football is saved by the fact that it's such a dangerous game that adults don't play when they're older for free. We don't strap on a helmet when we're 30 and go play with our buddies in the weekend. And so we're all 94% of people will never play beyond high school. And that will prevent a lot of CT cases. So Chris, I know that uh, at times your science and, and, and your findings have come in <clears> criticism <throat> by other groups. I've read some of the other stuff uh, regarding the fact that they don't think that uh, at this point that, that the science is sound enough that they can take action on it. And I hear all the time, there's so much we don't know. It's very early in this. It's not conclusive. We're finding CTE in people that never played a contact sport, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure you get asked about it all the time. I just wanted to get your response to the criticism of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, everything you guys do up there at BU Science, and whether or not we're really at the point to take action, or is it still inconclusive? So, uh, you know, I've been doing this now for 12 years, and, you know, people affiliated with the industry or people who just don't understand this research very well love to to say biased cases, which I've already addressed, they love to say, uh, you know, we're finding it, and, you know, they're one person in the whole wide world who we didn't think played a sport or had trauma, had it. Uh, every time there's a criticism, we eventually show that, that, no, that's not true. No, that's not true. No, that's not true. We're sort of, you know, we're, 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 we're having to fill the gap the fact, for the fact that this was a neglected disease for 100 years. We're, the odds of us being, like, again, all, no... There's never 100% certainty in science. But I mentioned earlier, the odds of us being wrong that each year of football uh, doesn't increase your risk of, of developing CT is, is right now statistically four in a billion. This is, this is the most robust statistical association you're probably ever going to find in science. And so if you're a parent and it's your kid, this is a great time to say, I've been on the fence, but now I'm going to make the choice. That, again, we're not asking to take anything away here. We're just saying, Delay putting a four-pound helmet on your child's head and ask them to run into people and tackle them to the ground while they're wearing four-pound helmets, right? We're asking you to, to, to recognize the simplicity of the argument that you don't have your eight-year-old in the weight room because you're worried about their joint development. Then don't put a helmet on their head and hit them in the head 500 times because you should be as worried about their brain development. Right. So if you follow the guideline, if you're, if you're not comfortable with your kid in the weight room, you should not be comfortable with people unloading on their head all day long. Um, and so, you know, in, in terms of addressing each one of those things that we could do it if you have the time. Uh, but the fact is that, you know, the national, the, the centers, U.S. Centers for Disease Control put out a fact sheet last year that says the only known risk factor for developing CT is repetitive hits to the head. If you don't trust the CDC and you don't trust the National Institutes of Health then maybe, yes, continue having your kid in football. But these are the most, you know, the best scientists in the world to interpret a large group of difficult research. That's their job, and they're advising parents that, look, this is a real thing. Um, And we need, you know, 
you can be the last person to wait <laughs> or you can be the first person to, to uh, make a choice. But I would recommend making that choice today. Chris Nowinski with us as CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation with some stunning new research on the impact of playing tackle football uh, as young as five. Stunning findings. Uh, the big hope is that we can identify CTE in the living and not just in the dead. Are we closer to that point? Well, that's that's the big hope for us ex-football players. And the answer is, is yes. Um, there'll be some publications coming out showing that the combination of imaging and blood tests and spinal fluid and neuropsych tests that we can, we're starting to see what is unique about CT versus other related diseases so that we can make a, a firm, you probably have CT and not Alzheimer's and not Parkinson's and not other things. So, you know, there, there's finally science happening where we've been able to sort of get the interest of some of the top scientists and institutions in the world on this. So there is progress. But it's always important to say in light of this finding, for those of us who've played, we have to get to a diagnosis and then it'll take at least a decade to develop a, a treatment for this sort of disease because it's complicated. And so that's why we're investing in the foundation in prevention, because prevention is easy. Don't hit your kids in the head. Fixing a broken brain is incredibly hard and it's going to take a long time. But we also welcome anyone who wants to help us solve this problem because there's a lot of people suffering. Yeah, Chris, <clears throat> that was going to be one of my next. Do you have any? Sure. I, I know that first step is diagnosis in living people. Then you can work towards solving it. But as a guy that played 18 years of football and seven in the NFL, um, what would you recommend for me or anybody listening or watching that played a bunch of football, played since they were five or played through college or whatever? What, if anything, can we do to give ourselves the best chance? Like, I don't I do not do anything where I impact the ground, Chris, to your point about the little kid in the weight room. I don't do anything where I impact the ground because I'm trying to take the long view of joint preservation. I just do, like, yoga and elliptical and the stepper. What can I do for my brain? Yeah, that's an important question. And it's also important to say, in light of these findings, I know you have an ex, a lot of ex-football players that are watching and listening. This doesn't mean if you played 15 years, you definitely have CT. That's not the case. We had, you know, people who played longer who didn't have it. So that's that's good news. But even if you think you might have it, having the pathology is not destiny. It doesn't mean your life's going to go to hell tomorrow. There's a lot of uh, variability in people's experiences in having this disease. What we do know is that it's it's good and simple advice to say your 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 heart health is very connected to your brain health. Fitness matters. Exercise is very helpful towards managing any symptoms that could be related uh, or hopefully having better long-term brain health um, down the road. Uh, so your diet really matters and your, your weight really matters and um, sleep really matters. So if you're not sleeping well, go see a doctor and talk to them about that because sleep is very important to keeping your brain as high functioning as possible. Um, and then, uh, you know, Pain management is really important. So if you have old injuries, because football is also dangerous for the rest of the body, make sure that that pain management is under control so you can exercise and you can feel good and you can, you know, live your, you know, live your best life. But there, the, you know, I, I was actually with Don Davey uh, over the weekend. I ran into him, a 10-year player in the NFL who's 49, or the late 40s now, I believe, and doing triathlons because he said, look, it's all about, you know, pre preserving what I've got and, and living the best life. And that's a good attitude to have just exercise and, and you know, being healthy will help you live a long, healthy life, even if maybe the disease is in there. Follow Chris on Twitter, Chris Nowinski1 on Twitter. I want to ask you about the efforts the NFL is making. Vontez Perfect, his season-long suspension was upheld. Do you feel the NFL is doing enough to combat the violent, at least helmet-to-helmet -helmet hits? You know, I... Uh, I would. I, I saw the the hit on the Jacksonville tight end uh, in, in the game this weekend, where he was knocked unconscious and spiked his head into the ground, and it was horrible. And there was no, you know, it was a 15-yard penalty, and and they, maybe there'll be a fine. I'd like to see more ejections and more significant responses to the ones where there's clearly people leading in with their head. People are still leading with their head a lot. I think it's less than it used to be. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I, the NFL is doing much better this year than they were five years ago on this issue. I mean, I think we have to give some credit for that. A lot of that's being driven by the Players Association, but the NFL game is much safer. Uh, the problem is 
the NFL is still recruiting kids to the game. They're still spending a lot of money trying to get kids tackling. And so the concussion problem is getting slightly better. The CT problem is not necessarily getting better because they still are trying to say start at five. Um, and so if you don't change what happened to them before they, they get to the NFL, you know, the changes in the NFL aren't going to make a big difference to their long-term brain health. Chris, I don't think it's that complicated. I think everybody should just play flag football until you're 14, like you guys say. The bottom line is it's not really a, a skill sport like tennis or even wrestling or lacrosse where you get far behind if you're not playing since you're seven. It's really a height, weight, speed, aggression sport. So you're not losing anything. The, the only two sixth graders that started on the seventh grade team when I played my first year were me and my best friend. We both got full scholarships. We had never played football before. And the 20 you're kids right. had been playing football since they were five. They just weren't as big and strong as us. I don't understand how people don't get that. And by the way, no matter what position you end up playing, flag football is better. It's better for you to be moving your feet, catching the ball, being athletic, even if you're going to end up playing on the line. So totally with you on that. Speaking of the kids, though, I got to let you know on uh, maybe it's not a topic to make light of, but. What did you have the kids smoking in that commercial? Like when the kids were went and puffed out at the end, please tell me that that was not really smoke. What was that? Those those are theater cigarettes. Uh, you know, they're they're yeah. That's it's classic um, Hollywood magic, basically. <laughs> they're, God, they're safe. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, it, but it's amazing. Rebecca Carpenter was the director and she was what's great is that she was actually like over there like being like all right kids this is how you look cool smoking and like she you know smoked in college or something so it was sort of funny to see it happen but they they made the Hollywood magic look so a lot of people have been saying those kids are smoking how dare you and it's like if that makes you watch the watch it that's fine (laughs) like think that no I think it's I think it's yeah I, I think it's brilliant and I think it's exactly what you should do I just it it would just it made me laugh, and I was just picturing those <laughs> kids doing that. Remind me of my grandma. I think when I was eight, my grandma noticed me smiling when she was smoking a cigarette, and she gave me a puff. Never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. That was the worst thing. That Oh, that was gross. Never had any desire after that. Thank you, Grandma Evelyn Bachman. <laughs> Man. Ross and I often share a brain, Chris. I had one drag of one cigarette myself, and that was all she wrote for me, too. Chris Nowinski, outstanding to have you. Check out the website. It's concussionfoundation.org, and we will tweet out all the latest CTE research from your organization. Terrific to have you. Great info. Appreciate the time. Great to talk to you guys. Look forward to the next one. As you all know, hiring can be a challenge, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. Cafe El Toro COO Dylan Miskowitz experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. But then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can too by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.